ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mingre Nation podcast. Welcome to it. I'm coming to you live from uh, MGN HQ in the music room. I was banished in here, but uh, I mean, we're in here. It's, by music room, it's just like a, a small room. It's what it is. It's nothing amazing. Uh, but I'm joined here by a good friend, Mr. Greg Godecker. How are you doing? I know you're busy fancy guy traveling all over the country so thanks for taking the time <laughs> yes yes glad glad to be here smoke some beef ribs today did pretty good i so. like it i like it uh i ate some ribs right now i mean but i ordered from a barbecue place i was watching bleed green on the tbt well i i made my mom would say on tbt the basketball tournament um have you been watching this like through its whole like what is it nine seasons whatever it is I watched it a little bit like the, the pandemic year because there was nothing on. Yeah. Um, I really haven't paid too much attention. Yeah. The other year. I think the first time I noticed it was about year two or three. I think it was. And it was kind of like, what is this crazy thing that's happening? It was only on streaming, I think, at the time. And I think a lot of the draw, like, I mean, in the in the time since it started, now we've had like big three or blah, blah, blah. It was like, hey, you might get some dudes that used to be good or you might know them. Um, and, you know, like I think one dude scored like 50 points in a game and they, were, they only had four guys out there. Uh, it, it It is basically what it is. It, it's I think they found success with the alumni like model. A lot of alumni teams are making noise. And, uh, you know, I wondered aloud. I think it would be kind of cool to get some North Texas dudes out there. Once I saw Shannon Shorter, I think on I think it might have been Aftershocks once upon a time. But, you know, shout out to DJ Draper, uh, JJ Murray, putting this thing together. And if you want more like an in-depth like thing on it, the uh, inaugural GMG cast, I think it is, from Hank Dickinson and Zach Babb, they kind of go into it and talk about it. Uh, the thrust of it is that they wanted to do something for North Texas, so I really appreciate that, and then kind of keep it going. And they're like, we're not in it to be rich, it's just kind of, you know, it's a way to, you know, keep the shine up. So... The they did the work. The players did their work and got two wins, and they're in the regional title game against uh, the winner of I'm not watching it, but the aftershocks and uh, uh, I, I don't know, I forget the other one. Somebody else. I don't know. It'd probably be Wichita State. I mean, seems like North Texas plays pretty well in that arena. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, like I, I've been tweeting this stuff. So if you've read the Twitter, you know what I'm talking about, but. Um, like, you know, it's, it's kind of weird seeing Shannon Shorter, right? Uh, you know, North Texas guy. He was not the best dude on the team. I mean, that was obviously Josh White, Tristan Thompson, uh, Georgia Dufu was a bigger part of the thing, but Shannon Shorter was, uh, like an integral part of the team, but he's had the best pro career of all of those dudes. Uh, like Josh White, I don't think he played anywhere after that. I think Tristan Thompson had a, had a stint in the D league and then he, you know, he kind of. Uh, did something else with his life. All good. Uh, but Shannon Shorter has continued to hoop, and he's been playing all over the place, like Croatia, Mexico, Spain. Basically, if they have a check and a basketball team, he's like, yeah, I'm in, <laughs> including the TBT. And I do not do not hate him for it. He was out there, and he was balling out. Um, he had a little old man game. <laughs> a little bump and some That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say <laughs> when you watch him. Like, he's just got like that, you know, there's nothing flashy. Yeah, so just old man. We're just gonna, you know, do what I need to do out there. Yeah, he is, he hit him with the little fadeaway, baseline fadeaway. That was nice. But there's a lot of uh, putting a shoulder in your chest, uh, do a little pump fake, spin, get an easy layup. Uh, you know, just kind of bully ball here and there. Uh, it, it's it is sort of weird to see, you know, like 2010, 2011 North Texas players, you know, Channing Shorter get a screen from 2021 North Texas player, uh, you know, uh, Zach Simmons. And then kick it to, you know, 2022 North Texas player, you know, Thomas Bell. Uh, and, and you know, all of that is a little strange to see, but it's fun. It's great to see. Um, yeah. yeah. Thomas. Thomas got a little bit of action today. Yeah, he was uh, talking a lot of noise. Uh, he got that dude. It was like Gibson was like running his mouth. It, here's the other part, right? So in 2010, and I remember sitting at a Hooters, the Hooters in Denton, right? The one right next to that Wells Fargo Bank. Uh me and my then girlfriend, now wife, we're sitting there 
we're watching, waiting for the game to come on, right? The the NCAA tournament. We're watching the game, and it proceeded to be a blowout, right? Kansas State whooped us down, and whatever. And it was kind of we had the sads. So it was nice to see, uh, you know, at least one member of that team be the one member of the, of that K State team. Jacob Pullen was on that squad. He had scored seventeen. I think Shannon Shorter scored two in that game. But today, Shannon Shorter had ten. Pullen had whatever he had, but uh, Bleed Green blew him out. I like it. It felt good. little get back, you know? <laughs> it did. Um, like you said, it's unique watching all those um, guys play together. Um, <clears throat> we already mentioned Shorter in his old man game. But, I mean, you know, Bell and um, Simmons and, and Miller out there, you know, see Miller draining the right-hand three. Yeah. Know, <laughs> that was uh, off the fast break. That was good. So, I mean, what, what's good about it is just it's growing the brand of North Texas and really like the style that they've been playing. Like that, it kind of feels like North Texas right now a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Right. You know, you, you got Thomas Bell out there taking charges in, <laughs> yeah. in this type of tournament setting. And, and you're like, that that never really happens. You're like, who takes a charge in this? Like, come on. It's like three on three tournament. We don't take charges. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, it's something to watch and, you know, good for them and hopefully they can continue, continue on. Yeah. I think you can see a little bit of that. Um, what's the word you can see the benefit of having a preseason, a coaching staff and like full on commitment. Uh, cause you know, it's really hit or miss. And I, I was, I was wondering aloud about like Ryan Woolridge, who was, uh, announced as a roster member. Jordan Williams is also, and you know, these are former North Texas guys. Uh, and also like Tony Mitchell apparently was like, yeah, I'm in, but then like, like nothing, I don't know. There's a whole lot of commitment involved, right? Like you got to show up, you got practice and, and, um, there's varying levels of it. Cause I, I know like, uh, Michael Beasley was supposed to be on the, on the, uh, you know, purple and black squad. And they only had five dudes out there. North Texas had like seven or eight. I think yeah. DJ Draper was listed on the roster, but he was wearing a shirt. He was not going to play. I think he was just there to make the roster minimum. But anyway, um, my point is that uh, you can see that, right? That commitment levels, there's differing, <laughs> differing uh, commitment levels between the teams, right? Um, you know, you have some one team like North Texas or, or Bleed Green is a little bit more committed to drawing up plays. Andre Shaw's out there. You know, he, he, you know they're listening. Guys are committed. Pro- professionals like uh, Simmons, Miller, Bell are all playing for the Bristol Flyers, right? You know, they're, this is sort of like a preseason warm-up for them. Uh, and then you have other guys that are just kind of like, yeah, I can probably go out there and hoop a little bit. And, you know, the guys are not blocking out. <laughs> what was it? The the Eberline Drive dudes they allowed a guard to get a, a, a rebound off his own miss on a game point situation. And, you know, there's a little bit of that in this one. Like, guys not getting back. Little things that you see is cleaned up in a regular season setting when, you know, everybody's kind of locked in, it, whether it's college or pro, whatever the case is. You can see the value of that in the TBT. Anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think the next game is Monday. Uh, it's like 7 p.m. Uh, it's going to be ESPN3, same kind of deal. It's the... The winner of it's probably going to be the aftershocks, the uh, Wichita State alumni group. Um, you know, North Texas is a seventh seed in this in this little bracket. I don't know how they are actually ranking them. Um, you know, by what level? But North Texas look real good. They got some shooters. They do Jefferson, Brandon Jefferson, Stevens. He can he can shoot it. Uh, Miller can get streaky. You saw Shannon Shorter. There's a guy that can get some bully ball. He can slash in there. He can handle the ball. You know. Uh, I like North Texas squad. Probably just a little thin. Like Zach Simmons getting bullied by some of the bigger dudes. Like Amari Spellman was kind of bullying him a little bit, but Amari Spellman is eliminated, so they don't matter no more. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know Walker Gibson from Kansas State. Those are some big dudes. They're pushing him around. I'm like, hey, I'm not used to seeing Zach get pushed around like that. That's some grown man play right there. And, you know, he, Thomas again. You know he. It's kind of like that versatile guy out there that, you know, you need in these type of tournaments to just it, – it just like their, their team, the way it's constructed, makes sense for this type of setting. Yeah, I mean, they got a couple guys that are shooters. Like like in any tournament situation, if you have guys that can handle the ball and shoot it, you are a step ahead of everybody else. And I think North Tech – well, Bleed Green has – like they had a little comeback against uh, – Everline Drive when they started shit hitting threes, and in this one, uh, I mean they were just leaving Jefferson open. He was he was you know cashing them. 
Um, but I think you need the inside presence. And I think uh, Simmons was good. I think he got some off a of pick and roll. Again, it was weird. Shannon Shorter in a pick and roll situation with Zach Simmons. He found him. Simmons got the roll lefty layup on a little uh, 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 go-ahead uh, second quarter blowout session. All good. Good times for Bleed Green, North Texas alumni. But I now want to talk about the current North Texas men's basketball program. Uh, we made a signing or a guy commitment. Uh, who's this dude and why should we be excited? Mr. Greg, can you tell us, please? Let me catch me off guard there. Well, <laughs> we, we got a, um, it was just kind of out of the blue there. You know, we got the, yeah. a point guard, um, Christian Moore, Jacksonville, Arkansas, another left-hander, right? Just seems like we can't get enough <laughs> left-handers. Um, and it, uh, he's just kind of, was kind of flew under the radar and then you know this um you know really the summer circuit aau ball uh, kind of exploded and was getting interest from you know i think some pretty good schools and then you know or texas had their offer out there and so they're able to land another point guard um, which yeah i mean yeah i mean so uh, like ball handler you know positions we got tyler perry um I think it's like Huntsbury. I think that's a new guy. And then we have uh, like Ruben Jones, but Ruben Jones got injured. I saw that, right? That is. Yeah, he had some type of knee surgery. Um, yeah. You know, of course, you know, his mom said he's going to be fine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, you know, maybe he's endowed for the beginning of the season. Um, you just want him to, to get healthy and you know, to get it back as soon as possible. But again, you know, health is the big thing. But like we've seen in the years past, the preseason is important because, you know, that's kind of where they put these guys through the ringer, build the chemistry of going against really good teams. And, you know, that's kind of where, why they do so well in conference play. So hopefully Ruben is able to get back in time for some of um, the non-conference. And so like, there's some other dudes. Oh, is it like Jaden Martinez? Uh, he's a new yeah, guy. Yeah, so you got Tyree. Tyree Eddy was the um, transfer from North Dakota. Yeah. Um, you know, 6'5", 215. I mean, built, you know, the dudes, is, he's going to fit really nicely. Um, gives him some length on the wings. Um, Jaden Mar- Martinez, another transfer. Um, 6'7", 215. You know, he's not... Uh, not your like traditional four, I guess more like your, your stretch four now, but he can play some of the three too. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, he was a really good addition really between Eddie and Martinez. Those were two, two really good additions. And then um, you had the Kai Huntsbury, the guard, who, I mean, he played at a lower level, but he was still able to um, yeah, he play averaged, very well. Yeah. 19 a game. Uh, he's a six, three dude division two. I, I don't have high hopes, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'd like to see, uh, you know, like what we're saying. I think we need more scoring. But we, if you remember, if you're a long time listener to this program, you remember we were talking at the end of last season that, you know, we'd like to see some versatility in scoring when, uh, you know, Tyler Perry is, I don't want to say struggling, but when the defense is focusing on him, then you want somebody else to be able to attack. And I, I felt like North Texas is a little bit like Tyler Perry creates kick the ball out, and then let somebody shoot an open three. What you'd like is somebody else to either do some ball handling, maybe getting some pick and roll actions, or at least attack off the dribble. And so, I mean, I, I think there's an opportunity for this dude, uh, Huntsbury, to be that guy. I mean, again, good size, 6'3". Uh, you know, he's not super lengthy, but 6'3 is a good, you know, it's good basketball playing off guard kind of size. And that's what I'm hoping for. Like, Martinez, same kind of deal. I think he, he has a little bit of that possibility there that's what i'm looking at um you know yeah i mean with martinez it's just going to be again one of those guys where you you can stretch the floor you know you you can play morgan Mm -hmm. at the five you can play abu at the five you can put martinez out there you know at the four the three you can put scott out there at either the four the three doesn't really matter yeah then i mean you you could have you know ruben and then you could have, you know, um, Tyler Perry. So, but I mean, other than Tyler Perry, you're looking at, you know, six foot five, six foot five, six foot seven, six foot ten. So, <clears throat> gives us length, but we don't, 
you know, even though we're, we have good length out there, we're not compromising on shooting and we still got really good shooters surrounding them. So, um, you know, really it's going to be like, can guys like Brown and Huntsbury um, and maybe even like Zephyr and Stone, can those guys give them something? See, when you say Stone, I was, I, I, I hear Grant McCaslin yelling at him. Come on, Stone. Yeah, and, and then like <laughs> oh. the other guy, the, the transfer from, from Dayton, you know, the six foot nine dude, Sissico. Yeah, I was going to mention him right now. Uh, so, Mulaye Sissico, right, 6'9". He has three seasons left, by the way. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, the front line, obviously, outside of Abu is not, you know, tested, yeah. right, because, you know, that guy hasn't played a lot. And then, you know, we don't know how good Morgan will be. But still, I mean, that's that's – it's decent depth. And then, you, you know, Scott is going to be a frontline player. He's, you know, front court wing combo. And then the same thing with like Martinez. So, I mean, look, it's, it's a really good roster. It's a really good conference USA roster. Is it, it's probably not the best, you know, it's, it's probably the second best behind UAB. Uh, UAB had again, another strong off season signing one of LSU's best players, <laughs> You know, another like fast defensive guard, just like extreme athleticism. Um, so it'll be interesting to see those two teams battling out again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing to to um, remember is that we beat UAB. You know, uh, at UAB, so I'm not really scared of them. It, it, you can, you can, they can be beat, uh, but you know, I think. You want to you yeah, want to make scared. it yeah you want to make it more I'm not, yeah I'm not saying that you're saying that I'm saying like I don't want anybody else listening to this like oh you know like let's throw in a towel what you want is a reasonable chance against these teams right like you want to construct a roster roster that can say can we compete and if the circumstances you know go our way and we execute a game plan can we give ourselves a chance to win right that's what you're looking for and I think you know it, it remains to be seen I, you know like we, I think Thomas Bell was a big part. Of some of the clutch defensive plays, we saw some of that in this bleed green game, right? Uh, the first game, he you know he got a block, he got a score on the other end, and this one he took a charge, like you said, little things like that. And and you know when the roster rotates, you start looking around and say who's going to do that kind of thing, um, you know, like who's going to do the Marjorie McBride big shots in big moments kind of thing. Uh, he hit some huge ones. Who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be the JJ Murray? Yeah, you know, no, locking dude. dudes down. You know. You know, it's going to be different. There's not going to be those type of guys, right? Yeah. Your, your big guy, your big shot guys, obviously got to be paired. You just want somebody else who can hit a few big shots here and there. But, I, you know, getting back to UAB and, and the ro roster composition, um, you know, I think McCaslin and, and his staff knew, right, UAB is going to go out there. They have for the past couple seasons, ever since Andy Kennedy has gotten there, and they've, they've loaded up. And the transfer portal – and just getting, you know, turning over talent from year to year, right? So they, so they knew UAB was going to do that. So really it's like, you know, we can't, you know, we're losing a lot of talent. Um, we can't probably do this traditionally through recruiting. You know, we have to be aggressive in the transfer portal um, while at the same time keeping our identity, right? You're not just going out there to get the best names on the market. You got to get guys that you believe fit what you want to do. And I think that, they did that and they got talented guys. So, I mean, there, there's, you know, yes, UAB is going to be preseason number one conference USA. Um, they're going to be probably close to being maybe ranked in some polls. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's just the story of it. And, and maybe this is the year that conference USA gets, gets two teams in there because I think, you know, last year North Texas got, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot more respect from writers. Now it might have not been the highest of the highest writers, um, but there were still people that cover college basketball and then do it well that understood how good North Texas was of a team. And I think you're going to start to see more of that this year um, again as the brand grows. And so maybe you know again if they have a year similar to what they had last year, I could see them being one of those teams that that gets in into the tournament. Yeah, and I think underrated storyline, right, is that, like, uh, Southern Miss, one of the worst teams in this league, is gone. They're not going to be in here anymore. Uh, Marshall, 
sort of a hit or miss kind of team kind of program. I mean, you know, say what you want about the basketball program. They underperformed a lot. Um, and I think they were 0 and 8 for a little bit or something ridiculous. They're out of this thing. Uh, Old Dominion, uh, a team that used to be good, but in recent years has been playing some terrible, ugly, <laughs> unesthetic basketball. Uh, they're gone too, right? And so, yeah, you know, it's a little bit tighter, the program. You know, like, also, you know, we're. I don't know what like uh, Louisiana Tech's gonna look like, but they're always they're always a good program. You know they're losing Conkle, who I thought was one of the best coaches in the league. Um, they obviously lost uh, um, the big dude Kenneth Lofton Jr. They still have a good program, and they still have talent. They always get talent over there. Uh, I think that that might be better for the league, right? Smaller conference of better teams. Um, well, you know, I, I think I think it's good. I think it's good for the for the brand. You don't yeah. have like uh you know like I said. Southern Miss was awful. They were terrible to watch. They were just, you know, they they threw everybody yeah. off because you had to go watch them be be awful. You know what I mean? You're like, well, I guess we got to go to Hattiesburg and just whoop up on a terrible yeah, team. And, I mean, you Those know, off your rhythm. You're, you're driving down the conference, all right, you know, RPI. You're you're driving down, you know, the conference ranking on Kempom, and now it should be up because you know what? Uh, not only are UAB and North Texas good, you know, Western Kentucky kept their big dude, Jamario Sharp. And people mm-hmm. might not like him, but I mean, look, the dude is 7'5", and he spawns <laughs> a lot of shots. And, you know, again, they do have a really good roster this year. And then Middle Tennessee, what they did at the end of last year, they're going to build off of that. They have a really good head coach. They looked extremely athletic. So I think that's that's one and two there out of the East, and you pair it with the one and two um, – you know, in the West, now there's probably not going to be those divisions, like you said, just because of the um, yeah. number of teams. But that's that's four really good quality teams. Louisiana Tech, maybe, you know, Rice. Uh, I mean, it, we always have high expectations, and then they <laughs> they go away. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think the addition by subtraction uh, will work out for Conference USA. Like just off the top of my head, UAB is going to be good. North Texas is going to be solid. Uh, Louisiana Tech probably solid, or at least in that conversation. Western Kentucky gonna be good, and then you get like you said, Middle Tennessee, um, sort of a bounce back year. But you know they're losing some of their seniors. They had a lot of talented freshmen step up in big moments. Uh, like a lot of guys weren't scared. I was talking to the coach, you know, in the after the thing, everybody's all sad, whatever. But um, he was real excited about how some of the young dudes stepped up. In big moments, and they were un, unafraid. You know, what I mean, they 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 basically had like UAB beat. You know, in a couple moments, they mm-hmm. felt uh, the coach was like, "Look, we we did it. Like, it's hard because we executed the game plan. We had them beat, so it, you can't ask your players to do it anymore. It was it was done. They executed. They won the game, except not winning the game. So they should be real good, or at least you know, bring that same kind of uh uh, uh like." talent or moments to you know a couple games it's gonna be tough playing them so i'm getting it and then you have like some of the awful things rice i think is gonna be awful i think utsa is gonna be awful again they're gonna be the new <laughs> southern miss and it's gonna be garbage time down there uh you know they have that one big guy but i mean it's it's usually like one one man team like this guy's gonna score all our points nobody else is gonna do anything on defense and that's what you have when you play utsa yeah, and then, you know, UTEP lost a ton, a ton. They lost everybody. Yeah, that that and was I weird because they were talking. They were like, yeah, we're restarting this culture. It's so amazing. They lost a dude. Uh, it was a guy with the K name in it. Uh, Their defender it was like, uh, I can't even think of his name. Was it Conate or something like that? I forget his name. I don't know, whatever. That dude, uh, the Sule Boom, oh, no. he's gone. Yeah. They have a good coach, but nobody wants to play in El Paso. Uh, I guess. And I haven't really seen what they've done to um, replace those guys. That could be a good thing and bad thing because I'm sure there's probably a lot of talent still out there in the transfer market. But yeah, that's going to be. That was it. Was kind of weird. So we'll, we'll have to see what their roster looks like. If they have anybody left? Yeah, and then you got like FAU. I don't know. They were better but i don't really trust them i think they lost a lot of uh, seniors fiu i don't really have anything to say about them i think they're, they're sort of garbage uh, they give teams a hard time because you got to go all the way out to miami and it's usually like on a thursday and then you mostly get trapped in that game it's not really like they're a good team it's just that you're 
the whole trip takes it out of you. I think it's the same thing going to Utah. Uh, and then like Charlotte, I don't know. They they usually have a good dude, like one good player, but I don't know. They they've underperformed. Yeah, they, they had the big big center. Um, that was the freshman. Khalifa. Yeah. Yeah. They played pretty well this year. But yeah, they he, lost Young, right? So they're they're yeah. big guy, big scoring guy. He left too. Yeah, I, that's the nature of college basketball now, right? It's a lot of new dudes. It's always it's been this way for like the last five six years, where like your whole roster turns over, and it's sort of like how can you adjust to it? And I think in that sense, North Texas has been very good because they've kept their culture, right? Um, you know, even if it's new guys, it's still guys that saw the previous thing and are buying in. Um, there's a lot of culture moments, you know, everybody talks about it, but you can see it and it's, I think it's, it's evident in this bleed green thing. You got DJ Draper, JJ Murray putting it together. They care about the program. Whereas there's not been that sense where like guys have been connected to the program in previous years Yeah, for whatever reason, they, they, they might be justified in it, but whatever. I think what's been interesting about, um, as things have progressed through this transfer portal and and how basketball has been, like you said, year-to-year roster turnover has been like Grant McCausland. You know, we talk a lot about his recruiting and and how good is it and, and how bad is it. It's like when, when they've been right on a player, they've been really right. <laughs> they've been wrong Very. on somebody. I mean, it's usually they're, they're pretty wrong. There hasn't been like a guy where you're like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe he'll get better this year. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not even seeing the floor. They don't trust him. Yeah, like I think Hamir Wright was one of those guys. Transfer dude came. Uh, uh, was it from Cal? Somewhere over there, Washington. Washington, yeah, somewhere up the northern Pac-12. And uh, I mean, he didn't do anything. You know, he he was like a one minute of a game guy. Uh, and I thought that was a little bit of a wasted spot, right? I mean, maybe he did some good culture things. I don't know. I don't know the full story, but I would rather have had a contributor at that position, right? You get a guy like you. You well, hope. I mean, we- yeah. We all wanted a contributor. We just didn't get it. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think I'm, I'm sure McCaskill was like that too. You know, yeah. I I wish you would actually play defense. Oh, 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 you're not. I don't. Maybe he wanted the guy. He's like, you know what? That bench is always empty. That one spot right there. Let me get. Uh, let me get a guy to fill that spot. <laughs> maybe I mean, it was like he was a starter. He was a starter at Washington, and so everybody thought like, okay, here comes this dude. He can block shots. Looks like he can, he can hit some threes. He's, you know, a big guy. You know, boy, this will really look good in our lineup. You know, secondary. Maybe he even starts over Abu. No, man, no. No, see, it just wasn't there. So, yeah. I mean, that's the nature of the, of the game. I, I'm fine with missing. You know, I used to say this about South Central. I was like, you can't get them all right. You just have to hit on the important ones enough times. Uh, there's a, There comes a certain point where, you know, um, your recent batting average is is not good, even though if your career batting average is great. I mean, you know, and you gotta you gotta address that, right? Um, so far, so good. Hit on on uh, uh, Tyler Perry. Obviously, hit on the the best uh, basketball player in North Texas history. Um, and you know, I think so far, so good. I, I'm looking forward. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on these on these recent dudes. I guess you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been been terrible. I mean, it's just like you – I guess you wish that there was, like, one more every year. Like, you know, yeah. you, you wish, like, Wright was that guy last year that could have provided something else. Or, or maybe it would have been, you know, Brown, the guard. Like, man, I wish that he could have stepped up and, and been something else. And then, you know, like, the year – before that you know there's always like you're like man i wish we had one guy we got one more thing right but hey that, like mccaslin has got a lot right and he's taken what he's gotten right and made that into a really good team too i i agree i mean so in case you're not you don't know i just realized i'm not uh you might be a new basketball listener i'm talking when i say the best basketball player in, in north texas i'm talking about Javion hamlet right i mean he won conference player of the year they won a regular season title. They won a tournament. And he led it to the first NCAA tournament win. Uh, in case it wasn't clear, I just wanted to call that out. Um, are you sure it wasn't Tony Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> Throw some. Somebody's gonna you know, be like, "Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious?" I mean, it, you know, it, like you, you're 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 hyped on your potential, and then you remembered on your accomplishments, right? You know, 
Tony yeah, Mitchell. No, Tony, I mean, Tony yeah. Mitchell is probably the most talented dude. Yeah, he could have, you know, and not to, you know, I don't want to knock Tony Mitchell. He had a good like freshman season, a pretty good sophomore season. Then he win anything, right? And that was kind of it. Like, you know, he yeah, was there. Well, they were doing some things. Unfortunately, yeah. he was given a head coach that we <laughs> shall not mention on this show. Yeah, not not anymore. He has had enough time. I mean, so, all right. Let me look at this real quick. We don't know the basketball schedule, do we? Yet? Do we? I know they announced it. Uh, they've started to, um, like, leak it. Hit a few teams. I think Fresno State was coming to a pit. I think they're playing St. Mary's. Um, they're going to play um, Grand Canyon, but that's going to be like in Phoenix, yeah. which is disappointing because, I mean, that would have been a great environment <laughs> uh, to go play in. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That place is just ridiculous. I, you know, it was kind of like this last year, too, where it took a while for some of the um, things to uh, roll out there. And then they're playing in the one tournament. Um, was it, It's down there in the Bahamas. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I forget what it's called. Which is, it's not like there's not like a ton of great teams. It's not like there's a Kansas or you know like a Dayton in there or something like that. So it's it's a tournament that they should play well in. So what happens? And you know, I'm just gonna call it. I'm gonna do very. This is very raw podcast. Like Zoom now makes you makes you pay for this thing. I don't pay for it. So in like six minutes, I'm gonna have to hang up on Greg and then call him back. So you're gonna get intermission music again. Fans. I'm gonna just let you listen to. It. I'm not gonna even edit that part out. You're gonna get it. This is real life right here. Uh, but um, I was gonna say that North Texas and Grant McGasland, you know, as they're trying to schedule things up, they could be, and I, I bet they're suffering a little bit from that mid-major syndrome where they want to get good games, and then the teams are like, eh, I don't know. I mean, like, you consider like Wichita State, right? We we went over there, Wichita State, and beat them at Wichita State. That didn't help them out at all. And then, you know, not a lot of teams want to play in North Texas early in the season for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, and they definitely so don't want to go to no, Denton and no, do we, it. So. We, we see that pace. We don't want to play. No, we don't want that. Yeah, so it's hard It's hard to fill out the schedule. And, um, I mean, you know, it's tough. So I think when – consider that as a fan when you're like, oh, this it's where's – you know, where the Kansas is or whoever, you know, wherever it's going to be. I don't think um, I'm getting interrupted by by a beer. Just, in case you wonder what I'm drinking, I'm drinking uh, STL IPA by who's this brew? Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. Very yeah, good. Yeah, people care. People care about that, man. Uh, you don't you care about like, that. You sound like a millennial. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I got my IPA over here. Well, that's what I am, guy. Uh, and I, I do like IPAs. I'm very cliche in that way. Uh, I mean, you know, to me, it's the same deal again, right? We're not a Gonzaga. We're not that level yet. Um, and maybe with a great regular season run, we can maybe get uh, an at-large bid. But I think the money is made winning a conference tournament. And so I think, you know, the staff, everybody, the program has to be set up to win a conference tournament. That's the guaranteed way to win. Right, if you win, starting whatever it is that week in March, all the way through, you're into the tournament. Right, whatever happened in your regular season, and I mean that that should be the goal. Prepare the team for the conference tournament. In my yeah. eyes, yeah, you know we're we're not sure like how long that's gonna last. There's probably gonna be with all the movement of teams. <laughs> and are yeah, they gonna might... jack with the NCAA tournament? You know where it's only the big boys that could play. I'm sh- look. The the way they've been doing it, right? Like in recent years, they've been like you know, um, squeezing out some of the the uh, mid majors, you know, at every every opportunity. I don't doubt it. And you know, for now in this next season, the twenty twenty two season, you know, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, we we know the rules, right? You win, we're in. What's left of Conference USA? We win it, and we're in, and then that's it. It's the last chance. I'd like to go out like, uh, uh, was it Missouri that did it? Arkansas? Eh, I forget. You win it, and then you leave, right? Like So you're the reigning champion. I think Missouri did it in the Big 12, right? They won the conference tournament, and then they left. They went to the SEC. So, they, you know, they're still the reigning champs of the Big 12 in uh, certain respects. But, yeah, I, I that's what I'd like to do. That's that's my personal goal. And I'm sure Grandma Gaslin takes my personal goals uh, to heart and writes them on the board. What did What did Adam say? He said that. All right, I'm write it down. 
Just the same yes. way like Seth and Cheryl takes your your points of views, you know? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, you see all these other like podcasts, they get the fancy guys on there, Ren Baker and Seth the Trail. How come you can't get any big people? Why are you pulling me in here? <laughs> well actually that's probably why. They don't want to come on because they're like, this dude over here. I mean, no, I, I mean that one tweet. I mean, I, I would say like it, it, I know you're joking, but I will I will answer that question because that is uh that's an editorial decision. Um I, I said this before, right? I don't like getting a little too cozied up um, with all the people because then it changes the way you talk about it. Like, if you, you, it's harder to criticize a coach, a staff, um, uh, an athletic director if you're buddy buddy with them, right? And I mean, that's the thing: is that like uh, I'm gonna be here a lot longer than you know Ren Baker will be probably, right? You know, like Ren Baker for all his his uh, love and support and, and his endeavors. He's a paid employee of the University of North Texas. I'm a graduate of the University of North Texas. I'm gonna be an alum alumnus for long, you know, to the to the day I expire. And so then, you know, I think that that's the thing is I'm gonna be here for a while. And you know, I appreciate him, and I I am sort of buddy buddy with him. I think he knows my name. I know his name at least. Um, and you know, I, I, that whatever. But we did we did get uh, um, you know um, his name is escaping me. We got uh, you know running back extraordinary Patrick Cobb. He we got him on the podcast once. You know, that that's we what we you know we we make strategic choices on this episode. I don't want to be okay. friends with him. I don't want people like oh like hey, I like being just semi anonymous when people give me that that level of fame when people go I think I know that guy or I at least recognize his voice. Is he somebody? I don't know. Do we, no, oh he's gone. I don't know where he went. That's that's a perfect amount of fame. If you want, if if it's like you walk in, they're like hey, look, whisper, whisper, whisper. You don't want that. You know, you can't eat in peace. People are uh, tw- videoing you. They're writing down everything you say, you know? And I like to make jokes. I'm going to take a joke out of context. They're going to tweet at me. They're not going to let me come to a venue or something. You know what I mean? Don't need that in my life. Uh, but there you go. There's our editorial decision. That's why we stick with the C-list celebrities like Mr. Greg Godecker here, Aldo Avina. <laughs> I don't make the list. There's no, I'm not like on a C-list, D-list. Nah. Uh, this this podcast is your it's like an alt weekly, right? If you got, oh no, I'm I'm gonna have to hang up on you and call you again. I'm gonna, and I'll make this point. So let me do this. Let me hang up on him. You don't see this is what's happening right now. I'm gonna play sad fight song music, and then I'm gonna call Greg again. See, cheap skating out here, and that's okay. It's okay. It's like sharing a net Netflix password. I'm not going to judge you for it. Times is hard out here, guys. You're going to share it. You share it. It's okay. fun guy (laughs) (laughs) that makes me laugh every time all right so i mean i sent him the link so we're just waiting on him to to like answer it and i'll I'll make my point about um uh i said c-list celebrity uh and and like alt weeklies by the way I, i mean this beer is good this is uh i don't think i've had this one before I don't like advertising for, you know, places, but I mean, I am drinking it. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company out of St. Louis in the Middle West of America. They have this weird, uh, you know, badge. looks like Barcelona's badge, but, you know, whatever. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Greg, are you back? I'm here. All right. Uh, It was almost perfect. I mean, if you would have joined right when I sent you the link. It was right as the sad uh, well, fight on music. Well, you know, you sent it and you texted it to me, and so like I have to send it from my phone to my email. I gotcha. I don't know how you what you said. All right. Um. So, MeanGreenNation.com is a little bit like a an alt weekly. You know what I mean? Like you got your ma- your paper. That everybody reads. Maybe let's go MeanGreen.com or something like that. Mean Green Nation is an alt weekly, right? We have maybe, uh, um. A little uh, different take on it and everything else. That at least that's how I see it, you know. Anyway, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, yeah. 
you were listed as the top podcast, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I take that with a grain of salt. I don't know who's saying it. That that whoever that that thing was was just marketing to everybody. It's listening like all the shows that it can find to everybody and just saying, you know, like if you think if you agree with this, this is a way to build social media. I can see it. You can see it. We all know what's happening. Um, and I, I, I tell you, I hate summertime content feeling like, all right, in our series of the top cornerbacks on the, I'm like, oh, nobody cares about this, man. Go on vacation, put the internet down, go outside. Like everybody says like touch grass with that. Yeah. Go outside, watch a baseball game. You know what I mean? Go do something. Take your kids to Cleveland. Is that where you went? <laughs> you went to Cleveland? Yes. Yes. We've been to Cleveland. Everybody's going to be like, oh my God, you went to Cleveland. Like, <laughs> it's not as bad as you think it is. No, I mean, I, really I, nice. I, I'm, I'm out here in the Middle West now, right? And I got to say the grass is green. Having grown up and lived in Texas my entire lifetime, uh, I, you know, if you ask me to color grass, I'll get my brown crayon out. I'm like, yeah, grass is brown. In, well, yeah, in- it's definitely <laughs> here right now. I mean, you know, we're approaching <laughs> almost 2011 year type of drought. Mm-hmm. We got wildfires mm-hmm. everywhere. Even when it rains, there's fires because we got lightning <laughs> strikes. And, yeah. You know, last last week, actually the week before when we were in Cleveland, you know, the weather was 75. There was a breeze off the lake. I'm like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there's a lot uh, to dislike. It gets real cold here, and there's a lot of snow, and then you got to, you know, salt the, the, the ground, shovel the snow, whatever. But uh, in the summertime, it was like 75 outside. I was like, this is great. And, you know, I went to a day baseball game. That green grass, even though I was watching the Cardinals, whatever. That green grass, I wasn't really watching the game. I was drinking beer and just enjoying that. Like, you can see why people write poems about baseball because you go out there, that green grass, the, you know, just the hanging out with somebody you care about, watching a little baseball. You're like, this is what it should be. All game, all baseball games should be played in a day. This is perfect. This is amazing. Let's do more of this. Um, anyway, that's what I suggest all those people that are writing content articles like let's break down the offensive lineman third string offensive lineman for uab nobody cares about that right now i'll care about that as we get closer to fall nobody cares about how long deshaun watson will be suspended that's that's (laughs) yeah you know for me my world so so it's been hard to put down the phone because you're like oh is it today tomorrow is it today tomorrow look uh, cleveland's cursed i don't know why why they got cursed but they're cursed it it just what it what it is. Man. No, they're not cursed. They'll be fine. Deshaun Watson will get a few games and then they'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> That'll be it. Um, was it like uh yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, right? And um once upon a time, yeah, like when the Cowboys are good, I was I was a young little kid. I didn't really I cared more about Bugs Bunny than I did about, you know, uh football, but you know, I was watching the Cowboys game, and my uncle was like, yeah, I hate the Cowboys. I was like, why? What? And he's like, they always lose. And I didn't really understand that because they were literally winning. And he was like, I want to see Emmitt Smith score like Barry Sanders. And I looked up, and it was like in the championship game, and he runs for a touchdown against Green Bay. And I was like, look, see. And I like my my sporting consciousness uh, was uh, like formed right as the Cowboys were in, you know, winning against the Steelers in the in Super in the 95 96 Super Bowl. And so for me it was like they're always going to be good, right? I don't really understand how these teams have never these droughts. It's weird. Um uh, and you know, since that moment, the Cowboys have like never won like a playoff game basically or whatever it was, right? Uh so you know, I I kind of I kind of get it. Whatever. Um these are the the way things it's the way things work. It's fine. Um, so I get a little, I get a little sense of why, uh, you know, why you support Cleveland, the Browns or whatever, but you know, it also, it doesn't make sense, but it, it also makes perfect sense. I spent way too much in the team stores up there. So. <laughs> Bro, I mean, that's, are, that's you a, excited about, are you excited about North Texas football? Uh, no, I mean, okay. sh- the short answer, like, do I think they're going to do good? No, so there's not like man, they got a good receivers. Like uh, there's no, there's none of that, right? Like right now will be the time. Like man, uh, I can't wait to see the quarterback throw it to that receiver. Or I, I really like the, you know, like the, they're gonna do big things, man. They're gonna put up a lot of points. None of that. Um, like last year, I was like, I don't really believe. And I was more like honestly from a football perspective, I was more excited to see Bailey Zappi at West Kentucky because I was like, that dude's gonna put up some numbers. That's gonna be some fun football to watch and it was north texas it was not fun but will i put my heart and soul and all my care in it yes of course 
And that's that's why it sucks. I'm gonna be watching a team that's gonna be frustrating. You know what I mean? And so you gotta find a little, a little humor in it. Again, my favorite my favorite moment from uh, was it last year was uh, uh, Jace Ruder throwing the ball out of bounds and Seth Luttrell going, "God damn it, Jace, find the one, throw the ball in bounds." Because <laughs> I feel like that sums up all of the, all of us. That's what we're doing. We see them do something, we're kind of like, "God damn, North Texas," you know. <laughs> Catch a pass, yeah. block somebody, quit holding everybody. You know, it's, it's what it is. I don't have the the new NCAA rosters yet. I have last year's, and uh, I just got done playing Georgia uh, with North Texas, and Reuter was my starting quarterback, and I chose not to throw the ball at all that game. <laughs> just run it. I mean, you know what? That's what Seth Luttrell decided to do. You know, he took a look at his guys. He was like, you know what? We're just gonna run the ball. That's it. Call. Yeah. <laughs> He got his I'm marker out, that, and he erased all the pass plays out. You know, he just didn't want to go ahead. Yeah, I'm think? one of those dudes that has to set the sliders to make the game a little bit more difficult. So, yeah. like, you know, your quarterback accuracy is like zero. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm like, well, this is bad. Let's just not – let's just not try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we talked about this uh, on the last show with, with Al that we talked more about football. I, I feel like it's – you know, it, it's normal to have a season where you're down. That, that's whatever. You can't be the best team at all times, right? It, whatever, it's fine. But I think what you can do is, um, you know, you can you can have, like, moments. Like, it should be like a little roller coaster. Are we getting the high moments? Last year, to their credit, we got a lot of the um, – I mean, we got a lot of good times after beating UTSA. So that was it. That was, like, the saving grace. It's that classic moment. Like, at least you beat the rival. That was the fun. I, I went over there. I had a lot of fun doing that. But then they followed it up with that bowl game that was that took I, I would say it took sixty percent of those good feelings away, right? You know, you're like you just left with like what the hell was that to Miami of Ohio? Again, a team that needs a clarification. Let's not lose bad to teams that need clarifications. You know what I mean? Miami of Ohio, not the one that you're thinking of, but the different one. So yeah, I don't I don't need that in my life. Um you know, the the schedule doesn't really lend itself to like good times, like, hey, we get to go to, you know, this famous stadium, that famous location. It's like UTEP, they're selling out for North Texas, but I mean, I, I'm not excited about that one. Are you excited about that one? UTEP? My excitement would be that it's just actual football and like, you know, it's <laughs> like the end, the yeah. drought is over and we get that watch actual stuff. So I guess that's the my excitement there. I, I mean, that, so that's what I'm saying. There's a baseline level. Like it's always going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be tweeting about it. I'm going to be writing about it. Yeah. But anything over that, not really. I, I mean, and I think that is, that's normal. You can't really expect more. Like I, I don't like, you know, I, I'm not a fan of like, Hey, you, you, you're an alum. You should always support us unconditionally. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to be there. I'll watch it. I'll even pay the money for the ESPN Plus to watch this terrible thing, but I'm going to tell you that it's terrible, and I think that I have a right to do that. Now, am I going to be rude or whatever, all the other stuff? No, but I'm going to say that was bad football, and if you're upset about that, whoever you are, I mean, it's kind of your fault, right? <laughs> yeah. So so your level of excitement is about basically about the same as like watching the Hall of Fame game, right? You're like, yeah, <laughs> the first game on, I'm going to watch it. Because there's nothing else, so. Yeah, you're like, you know what? It's football. I'm watching it. But, yeah, I mean, look, so, again, you got UTEP. Does that do it for you? It does not. I mean, UTEP's not a good team. We should win that game. game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, like, to me, the games that I think that will move the needle, right, like the big momentum shifters are SMU um, and then, like, UTSA and UAB. Those are the big ones. Like, again, the non-conference games, I don't think that's going to do anything for anybody. Um, uh, like, I mean, I'm talking about specifically so- Texas Southern, UNLV, Memphis. If if we win those games, people are like, oh, yeah, cool. But no one's like, oh, man, North Texas beat UNLV. Let's talk about it, right? It's not going to change the conversation. Nobody cares about UNLV. Nobody knows how good they are. I think some above-average football fans know that Memphis has been kind of decent. But, you know, my grandma doesn't care about no Memphis football, you know what I mean? What if Double G goes out there, starts slinging, like, 
you know, massive amounts of touchdowns, more than Mason Fine in the first couple of weeks. Does that change your level of excitement? Well, yes, it would. Like, if we go out, like, let's say we blow out uh, UTEP 70 to 7, that will change some things. I expect to beat them probably like one of them 36, you know, 36 21 kind of games. But if we go out there and just absolutely dominate, you know, like seven touchdowns for the, you know, quarterback and then 400 yards rushing, I'm like, dang, they're pretty good. You know, then you kind of get excited about like an SMU. And even if we lose that game and we put up like 40 points and then, you know, it was like five touchdowns passing, then you're like, you know what? I think we could do some things because the rest of this league is not that good. And then you're kind of excited. And yes. So the answer is yes. If we play well, I'll be excited. <laughs> that, okay. But, okay. I mean, it's like, hey, what's for dinner? It's like, well, I'm excited. It's dinner, but it's bologna sandwiches. And you're like, ah, well, it's food. But I mean, you know, but if it's like, hey, we got some brisket, uh, then, you know, then you're excited about it. Like, yes, I can't wait to eat this brisket. That's what I'm saying. Am I happy I'm going to get some dinner? Yes. But it could be, you know, <laughs> the last <laughs> pieces of bread and some old-ass bologna. You know, I think that's kind of what <laughs> where we're at. Like, eh, we got food, so you should be happy about that. But here's some stale no, chips. Man. Here's some stale chips that I found. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that I mean, it's supposed to be a happy podcast right now. You know, it's summertime. Do you have any other uh, vacation things going on the rest of the way? Um, July, August. No, no, it's it's all work from here on out. You know, wife's gonna be starting school. Yeah. Um, we're still in hurricane season. Wildfires raging. Plenty of just work stuff to get done. So, no, no, no vacations. Maybe we'll we'll drive somewhere. You know, maybe I can convince them to go to Denton just so I could go <laughs> to the uh, the team store yeah. or a store. Well, you know, I mean, like Barnes and Noble now is. A, like control the team store anymore. It's Wortman's. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was, um, yeah, no, it I is. Like the, I mean, like the local one. I mean, so yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a rite of passage. Every time I go through Denton, I spend a lot of money on, on stuff, right? You know, um, I got to buy more stuff for the kids or whatever. Like, doesn't he look so cute in the North Texas cap, you know, and you got to get it. Um, so that, that's normal. I, I was looking at the schedule. I'd like to make at least one, I used to always try to go to the first game of the season. I'm not going all the way to UTEP. And I used to try to go at least to the first game, first home game. It's a little further than it used to be, so I don't know if that's going to work. But I think I definitely want to hit up the UTSA, at UTSA game. Um, and I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule. I don't know which game I want to go to that's a home game. Maybe that Tech game, October 15th. By the way, I'm excited that Brent Baker took my advice. This is, again, how he listens to me personally uh, when I tweet about it. I was like, I totally like to see Louisiana Tech on the schedule going forward, and I'm glad that they got a home at home. Uh, with that, I, I like uh, I like Tech on the schedule. I think they're a good program. They get a lot of people around. Yeah, no, it's uh, good. You know, like other people will mention on on Twitter that are probably listening. Maybe, um, hopefully, they do it in basketball too. I think that would just be a good non conference. Yeah. Um, game. Yeah, that that would be. I mean, I think it's good. I think. You always should associate yourselves with good programs. Now, whatever you think about those teams, like, you know, I think there's a lot of sports hate for Louisiana Tech, but I respect their program, their basketball program, and their football program, and I think it's it's good to keep them around just to at least measure yourself by them. You know, get a little sports hate. It's good for everybody. Um, sell some tickets, you know what I mean? Get some enthusiasm. Um, all right, I just I want to get, as we're wrapping up here, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the the state of college football. I already said my piece last week. So people, if you want to hear that, you can hear me rant about that last week. Mr. Godecker, what would you think about it? I don't know. I just, USC. People are not tuning in. To the, what, what does Dre got to say about college football? I don't listen. <laughs> I right? want to hear. I'm tuning in for it. So there you go. I want to know what you think about UCLA playing at Indiana. And in regular season, you know what I mean? I mean, to me, it makes no difference. I don't, it, it does, like, I'm not one of those, like, traditionalists, like, yeah. hey, you got to have everything such and such and, and whatever. I don't care. If they, if they want to do that, I think for me, as long as they try to incorporate the North Texases and the G5s of the world, yeah. right? I, I guess that's probably, like, my biggest fear is that eventually we're going to be pushed into our own, Division, division or whatever, 
and, and what exactly does that look like for North Texas and, and all of their sports programs and, and the revenue, and, and, you know, because will you be able to bring in big name schools to play? Will you be able to go to big name schools and play? So I'm hopeful that that will continue, but I, I don't think, you know, I, if I had to put money on it now, I would say that it probably wouldn't. Uh, the transfer portal stuff, I mean, I'm good with whatever. I mean, coaches can move whenever, so why can't players? And if you were a kid in school, I mean, essentially you could transfer too if you wanted to go yeah. to a different school. So why? Yes, I get these guys make a commitment to a football program, and, you know, that means something. But if at the end of the year, they should be allowed to, you know, go wherever they want to go. I mean, that's just – we can do it in life. They can do it in life too. And, I mean, that's just – kind of like how I feel in that the NIL stuff. I mean, they let it out of the bag like way too early and then everybody took off and running. There's no way of pulling it back. Right. I guess the only way that you can pull it back is if the bigger programs join into another, like create their own division and then they have their own set of rules for NIL. There's no way that the NCAA is going to be able to get a hold of everything that's going on and changed it. It's just, it's not going to happen. I just can't see that. Um, and I think it would be interesting to see if some of like these, you know, one, the NIL deals, like if the coaches, you know, hold players uh, almost like making it a contract, like so they can't transfer or they're going to have to pay back all of that money type of thing. Like if they're able to somehow write that into these NIL deals, that may be interesting. The other thing is like the players that are, are, are moving, transferring, and they're doing it because they're being guaranteed a certain amount of money. And then now they're not getting the money that they thought they were supposed to be getting, or they're not getting the playing time that they thought. I think that's going to be something uh, worth watching. And then um, finally, I'm just interested to see how the new NCAA football game works out because really that's all that I care about <laughs> um, in the grand scheme of things is that one that it's not just a replica of Madden yeah. that it's somewhat similar to what we had before the pageantry the traditions of all these schools you take that into account um, keep kind of like the same engine that they had before obviously you want to change some things um, you know, make it a little bit better um, as far as like the dynamics and people being able to block and how the computer determines, you know, where to go on certain plays. Because I think they're like way behind on that, especially like with Madden stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopeful, hopeful for that. And so we only have one year, you know, normally this would kind of be that day where we'd all be playing NCAA and, um, we're not quite there yet. I haven't been. I don't. I don't have the disc copy, so I wasn't able to do the revamped version. I don't know if like if you have it because I know a lot of people say they like the college football um, revamped NCAA fourteen because they 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 add in all like the new uniforms and stuff. Yeah, I've seen um, it. I think I'm. I have too many kids for me to be doing that until like anytime I get into doing something like that. Somebody like I don't know needs me to color with them. <laughs> so I got to go yeah, be a dad, no, but yeah, right. I, I had, I had seen, I, I take all those points. I think those are all good points. I think I, you know, again, I think that to position themselves, uh, you know, for this modern realignment, I think North Texas would have had to do something 30, 40 years ago. And so I think that a lot of talk about like, Oh, we could have been, no, no, you couldn't have. Right. There's a lot of good programs that are getting left out of some of these big money deals. I think that, um, it's morally right to pay the players some cash, and I don't think it's weird. I've long been uh, okay with the idea of spinning out a professional, you know, franchise separate from the university, maybe funded by the university, like university is like a stakeholder in it. And I think there's a lot of ways that you can run it. I think there's it's like there's like a soccer team in Mexico that does it, like UNAM or something like that. Um, it's like Pumas, right? But uh, my point is that, like, why not have uh, a professional team, right, that, you know, basketball program, football program, whatever you want, what it is, fully funded, right? You can, you, you know, you get paid for school, whatever. Part of the pay is a is a education at the University of North Texas. 
but then you can integrate all the things with it, right? Like, where would you draw your administrative, your staff and people? Maybe from the university, right? Here's an internship program. You come to the University of North Texas and you're inter interested in data science, maybe you can, you know, uh, intern at the, at the, you know, in the, in the uh, scouting department or whatever the case may be. Like, there's lots of ways to do it. And I, I, I wouldn't hate that. Have a professional team associated with the University of North Texas, but wholly separate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the university runs it. What if, what if they, they did that model and then within the big boys are going to have their division? You have a G5 division or whatever, the smaller schools that are able to play the big boys, but if they suck too bad, they get relegated down to a lower division. Yeah, I do not hate I, – I, I, it's kind of funny that we got very socialist uh, league structures here in America, and they have very um, you know capitalist um, league structures in Europe, right? And you'd think they'd be reversed. Um, I think what, what you end up seeing – in Europe, if for everybody unfamiliar with the world of like soccer and promotion relegation, uh, they do it in like basketball. All their stuff is the same kind of way. You have situations where teams do get bankrupt and they, they really go bust. And I think that is what here in America we're trying to prevent against is why you get like franchises that basically uh, a, a preventative measure. Uh, but um, you also have similar things, right? Like Manchester City bought by a state government. PSG bought by the Qatari, you know, whatever fun. Um, they are owned by state governments, and so then they, they, they outspend everybody else. You have a very similar problem, um, and that's a new one, right? It used to be just billionaires doing it, like the, the Robin Abramovich guy just sold Chelsea. He bought Chelsea. Everybody would call him, like, uh, Chelsky, or, you know, they spell it with a, with a, a dollar symbol in it because they were outspending everybody just because they had a billionaire, right? Um, you, st you have a similar problem. Like Newcastle just got bought by... Uh, think the Saudis or something like that so you have a, a situation where you know um people can still outspend you you still have like people are still gonna donate to Alabama P you know a lot of moneyed people are gonna still give them money to USC the haves are still gonna have uh but I, I do think there's situations where you can sneak up because Manchester City was bought by you know they were like a third division team and they, they got promoted up and then they got bought by the um the what you call them dudes and then you know now they're they're the best uh, team in, in the league. Uh, and then a team like Leeds misspent. They were went in, in the Premier League, and they fell all the way down to the third division. Uh, and then now they just recently came back up. Like a team like Palermo in, in the Italian league, the Serie A. Yeah, nobody, I mean, they you're, fell you're all the way down. too deep into soccer, and not that many people care. No, I, I mean, my, my point is that there's this precedence across. So I, I, I like that thing because, I mean, if you're a bad owner, I think you should get uh, you should get booted. We shouldn't give you more draft picks. I think that's silly. Like you, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a good um, uh, program, then be a good program and don't get the extra. You know, here's some bailouts. Yeah, I mean, basically. it'll it'll never happen like in the NFL, just because those owners. I mean, they're never gonna go for anything like that. But if you had universities that are funding these programs. Um, it may be easier, like, because you're setting it up from the start. Yeah. You're not trying to throw it on them, you know, right? Because I, I think all the presidents and athletic directors and boosters, they have to realize that change is coming, but, and also realize they're not 100% certain what exactly is change going to look like. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this before. I think there's a, a good amount of modern, like football, like the way football is played, that is going to look uh, very different. You know, we're learning more about like CTE and then the, the impact of, of contact sports on like uh, long-term health. And I don't know if future people are going to be so excited to play, um, you know, football. I think you, that's always a possibility. And so you can't really take it as a given, right? I mean, like you look at like baseball. Baseball was America's sport for a good amount of, you know, the last 150, 200 years. And then it's not. It's not number one sport anymore. And, um, you know, times change. Yeah, and the number one sport is going to become the Live Golf Tour because <laughs> I think I can get on there maybe, um, get my little nice chunk of change. That's what everybody's going to be shooting for. Take a, take a little blood money. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, I was, I was trying to get into some golf. I actually haven't done anything. I'm still trying to play 
little rec league basketball, a little rec league soccer, you know, use my body before I, I can't anymore, you know. Got a game yeah. tomorrow anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the Mean Green Nation podcast, approximately the fourth or fifth best podcast. Number one in my heart, uh, and probably yours too, but, uh, I mean, in terms of, uh, I don't know, what, revenue? I don't know. I don't know what you measure your podcast by. Um, but we've been doing it for a long time, and we'll, we'll continue to do it. And uh, you'll continue to listen, probably. And uh, we thank you for it. Greg, thanks for joining. I don't know when the next time we'll have you on. Next time there's basketball stuff. Maybe we'll... Maybe uh, next week when... Uh, I don't know. If football know. season starts to go... Maybe you could just have me on. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little something. We'll do a little kickoff. I, I, you know, I think it's good to do a little... The main points, right? Kickoff. Uh, the start of the season. We'll, we'll all get together. Me, you, Aldo, maybe. Talk about it. See what's yeah, up. I'll, I'll tell that guy hi. You know? <laughs> what was your name, Aldo? He doesn't watch basketball, that guy. And I, I'm not gonna let Aldo live it down that he was he was like, oh, I can't believe we got to play Troy in the New Orleans Bowl. And I'm like, you know, like what what are you talking? You're not excited about that? He was like, I'd rather go to a good bowl game than win a conference championship. You know, he says crazy things like that. You only get that here on the Mingry Nation podcast. <laughs> was like last week, he was like, I much prefer what do you say, uh, Charlotte to Houston. I was like, what are you? What's going on here? <laughs> You never been well, to either. I mean, He's never been but, to either. I mean, it's, it's a debate. I mean, I'm down here in Houston. It's it's pretty bad. So, I mean, I guess you're just talking about the Oregon is right I'd have to go spend time in Charlotte before. I, I actually went and then like googled that after y'all showed like Charlotte <laughs> versus Houston just to see if there was something out there. What is it like banking? And there was there was discussions on it. I guess I don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the show. If you have hot sports opinions, let us know those hot sports opinions. And, uh, I mean, we'll listen to him. We'll read him. All right. We're done. Go. Mean. Green.